What's up, everybody, and a huge thanks for making Destiny the Show one of Podbean's top 10 games and hobbies podcasts in 2016, the second year in a row, Diddy. This is crazy. Woo! Man, thank you guys so much for your continued support. We're seeing the numbers increase every single week, and we couldn't thank you enough. And, oh, my gosh, 2017 is coming. Destiny 2 is coming. We can only see everything going up from here. So thank you for your continued support, and we will see you every single week this year. Thank you very much. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me, as always, is my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, dude? How was your New Year's? Man, it was it was pretty great. You know, we got uh, did a few awesome party things and, you know, just happy. Sanic and I were doing um, a healthy year of 2017. We got all of our fast food and unhealthy junk food out of the way before the year ended. So this year... Starting a little bit healthier, gonna exercise. Of course, that's everybody's New Year's resolution. But uh, now that I have the rollerblades, it's gonna be gonna be pretty fun. Nice, yeah. How's like? Is it warm down there? Has it been rainy? What's it like? <laughs> it's snowing. It in was actually heavily foggy this morning, but it's still around fifty degrees. So winter just doesn't exist to me right now. <laughs> it changes. It's like every other day. It's like kind of cold, kind of warm, kind of cold, yeah. kind of warm. <laughs> I'm ready for the holidays to wind down. I've really enjoyed my time, but I like being in a schedule. I like having some regularity, Mm -hmm. and I just like that, you know, there's sort of a comfort in, like, waking up, having a a routine schedule, and there's also, you know, it's relaxing, getting to do what you want. I ate so much this break, such great food, (laughs) good company, lots of friends. I built a PC in the last couple of weeks, and I wanted to do that for a very long time, and that was super-duper cool. Thanks to everybody who helped out, like... I've never built PC before, but it was totally worth it. I would never go the pre-built route. Like after doing it, you're like, <laughs> build it yourself. So yeah. this week, not like a boatload going on with Destiny. The dawning has wrapped up. It's gone away for most of the people who are listening right now. We've got sort of a lull in between Bungie taking a holiday and what's coming up next, which will probably be Crimson Days. However, there was a very interesting job posting or job postings on Bungie.net site for things directly relating to Destiny's story. We also got Paper Fortunes that showed up at the dawning, which is all Destiny 2 hints. Most people are feeling that it's all geared towards Destiny 2-ish foreshadowing. And then maybe Iron Banner is coming back, we think, the second week of January, if the schedule holds true. So why don't we hop into the news and talk about these job postings. News! All right, Diddy, when was our last Iron Banner? It was uh, December 7th, so the second week of December. Okay, and it's the first week of January right now. We don't know if there's going to be a weekly update this Thursday. We know that Bungie was taking last week off. You and I both sort of believe if Iron Banner is going to stay on its regular schedule, second week of the month, then this Thursday we'll see a weekly update. We'll get some information, and Iron Banner's coming back to us 
this next week? Do you have a particular game mode that you want to see? <laughs> I'm hoping to see Clash. You know, uh, we've had Supremacy, we've had Rift, we've had Control. Um, Clash is next on my list of preference because it's uh, I prefer that for Iron Banner because I don't have to worry about my teammates um, not playing the objective. So it'll be a little bit more fun for me at least. But uh, second week of January, I think that is realistic expectation and it's it's coming. If they shifted to the third week, that wouldn't be unheard of, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be like a super big change, you know. <laughs> uh, I think it. Uh, we can kind of expect that since Bungie's coming back from the holidays, things are going to wind up a little bit slower uh, in January. And then, like you said, Crimson Days uh, in February. I think we can definitely expect that as our new quote-unquote event happening in Destiny. Bigger and better than last time? Hopefully, yes. I remember last year, uh, Nacho and I, we did uh, Crimson Doubles, and I only used No Land Beyond and Sidearm. So I'm going to continue that tradition because uh, it's it's pretty fun. The Broken Heart buff. If your teammate falls to the opposition in Crimson Doubles, you will be infused with the power of Broken Heart. <laughs> in your vengeful state, you will be faster on the draw and much quicker to recover from any damage you take. Okay, you're right. Use this boost to avenge your partner and keep the dreams of victory alive. The Broken Heart buff will last until you revive your fallen comrade, until the round ends, or until you fall in combat yourself. It, it had a lot of great artwork to it. I didn't ever get into this game mode. Doubles for me has never been... It's just never vibed with me well in Destiny. Maybe because I suck with it, but... I want that shader. I never got, like, the full-on red, Neither red shader. I. Yeah, I want that as well. The the ghosts as well. The the chocolate and the, the red Oh, I got ghost, a lot of red ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Got tons of those ghosts this last week, man. Tons of Crimson Day stuff dropping in the dawning, too, so... It's very surprising, yeah. All right, so we've seen two job postings on Bungie.net, or I think it's it's three, right? A head of narrative development, the senior narrative producer, and then a narrative director, and a live narrative director. So I guess there are four positions in total. Why don't we go through kind of the, the details of what the head of narrative development looks like written from Bungie's site? Yeah, so I'm actually, it's if you have the Destiny app on your phone, there's that careers, and they're listed there as well. And I only see three at the moment, so okay. maybe they have removed that fourth one. But the head of narrative development, they're just looking for someone with a passion for the craft of storytelling to manage the studio's growing narrative development. Um, and they'll be involved with writing, cinematics, narrative design, localization, and audio. So pretty much anything in revolving around the narrative in Destiny, which is the storyline, of course, that's what they're going to be involved in. Yep. And then the senior narrative producer is a little bit different. He's responsible for defining the high-level narrative schedule and scope for each Destiny release. They will support the creative leaders to actualize their story vision in the most expedient way possible. They will drive processes to ensure the seamless on-time delivery of all narrative disciplines. The writing, the cinematics, the audio, the localization across Bungie's agile teams. So this one is more top-down, right? He's going to be setting up the schedules. Mm -hmm. We're doing this in this expansion. We're going to this planet in this expansion. And the giant, you know, reveal is on this place here and when and putting all those things together. It's kind of interesting that, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Let's read the last one. Let's read the live narrative director before we get into this a little bit further. So the live narrative director is, uh, they're look, basically looking for someone who's going to help with the ongoing Destiny story. So someone who's involved in the lifeblood of the game 
after major releases like Destiny 2, Rise of Iron, those kinds of things, any of the gaps in between what the narrative is there for like the live events, like the dawning and everything, those types of events, that's what the live narrative director is going to be involved with. Yeah, he's responsible for developing and communicating a story vision that supports the release pillars through structure, character, and theme, coordinate with the narrative discipline leaders to ensure the content meets pre-established franchise narrative goals, rapidly iterate on small-scale projects on a condensed timeline and ensure successful completion, ensure narrative scope and schedule aligns with the production plan. So I think there's three ways that you can take this, and I'm pulling this from a NeoGAF thread post written by Neralak, and I'm going to quote here. Scenario one. They're bringing back DLC packs between expansion packs. He doesn't think this is going to actually happen, but uh, it's definitely possible. The second scenario is the free updates they do throughout the year, supported by microtransactions, will have notably more narrative aspects than before. You know, these positions include stuff like the cutscene team. So maybe we're going to see more narrative content put into these live events in these smaller updates. And then the third scenario that Neralak thinks is that they're doing similar updates to what they do now, and it takes about 30 Bungie employees two to four months to write 30 lines of dialogue. <laughs> I'm going to guess this is not the correct answer, however. So that's his three scenarios. My issue with this, I'm stoked. I'm super stoked to see that they're looking for more people and a live narrative director. I would love to see more people getting into these events and having lore reasons to get into the events. However, this feels late in the game. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. This feels super late if Destiny 2 is like a quarter three release in 2017. Yeah, I think out of the three scenarios we said, I think the second one is most likely, you know, the free updates they do throughout the year gonna have more narrative aspects to the game. I also think the fact that, I do agree with your concern there, you know, the fact that they're hiring now in December, January for these narrative positions for ongoing content, it's, it's scary because, you know, good content takes time to develop and implement into the game. And we're anticipating Destiny 2 to launch in f the fall of 2017 so that's not a lot of time yes we did have rise of iron developed uh, supposedly between a january and september time frame um, but destiny 2 is supposed to be much larger <laughs> much bigger than vanilla destiny much bigger than like a taken king expansion so i think that bungie since they're hiring so late on this maybe they're expecting destiny 2 like i guess we can say vanilla destiny 2 at this point um is going to last us three, five, six months, and then that's when they would start to implement these uh, live narrative projects that they're hiring for now, because, you know, that would be the middle of 2018 by the time they're starting to trickle this content down. Yeah, let's let's picture an ideal scenario for me, for Destiny 2, for it to exceed expectations, right some of the wrongs that happened during Vanilla Destiny it has got to have a better PvE endgame. And so that would mean, for me, raid-esque activities released every couple of months. You know, Destiny 2 releases, we get a first raid, it's really exciting, and then a month or two later, we get another raid that progresses the narrative forward and makes the challenge even greater. And then the next two months go by, and just like you would in World of Warcraft, maybe on a more condensed time schedule with Destiny, each raid brings with it a progression of the story and gives endgame players stuff to do if you love PvE <laughs> instead of just PvP being the only sort of endless loop that you can enjoy day to day. 
I mean, you could PvE all the time, but I don't see there being reasons or accomplishments to. You know, once you've beaten Wrath so many times and you've gotten the gear, <laughs> we don't really need to go back into Wrath other than just for the enjoyment of, well, that was cool, you know? Yeah, and the reason I say like six to eight months of content, I think, you know, we can expect a Festival of the Lost next year. We can expect the Dawning to come back and Crimson Doubles or Crimson Days to come back. Those three events that we're experiencing this year already, I can expect those to come back because they've already established an annual commitment to those, at least it seems like. And the reason they're hiring for this now is because they've already planned for, I'm hoping they've already planned for those smaller events that happen immediately after Destiny's 2 launch because well, well, they don't need on, to develop like, those kinds of things. Roadmap-wise, do you think Luke Smith and Destiny 2, they're setting it up where they've planned out the initial six months, really clear-cut. Destiny 2 launches, and they've already got a really strong idea of what's happening week to week. Because from year two and year three, other than like, all right, Festival of the Lost, December, February, and April... They didn't have much planned in between. Like, yes, you've got Trials and Iron Banner, but I'm asking, do you think Luke Smith and these guys are going to deliver on what we hope, which is a really well-lined-out roadmap of content for, like, six to eight months, like you're saying? Yeah, I hope they have a roadmap, at least when they announce everything at E3. Hopefully they announce it at E3, of course, with a roadmap. You know, Hopefully they've already planned on or set the goals for a smaller event or some type of event at least every two months, you know, something mm-hmm. way more regular than we have right now and something that would be meaningful to continue to play the game because hopefully Destiny 2 is larger than Rise of Iron and I certainly expect it to be. And Rise of Iron kind of lasted us, what, a month and a half, two months worth of content? It depends the on the smaller, player, but yeah. It does depend on the player, of course, yeah, but... A month-ish for the hardcore. (laughs) It's just like, you know, that size of expansion, you would think that a large-scale Destiny sequel would be much bigger than that and last a little bit longer. So that's why I think they definitely will have a roadmap for us when they announce everything. Uh, Because this kind of thing, they're hinting at, you know, those more frequent, smaller updates, constant updates to Destiny in the in the universe and that's going to help people play much more totally so this last week it was the final week of the dawning or i guess when you're listening to this probably like a week and a half ago but we got paper fortunes these were a little item that was data mined man a long long time ago i can't remember when we saw this but these paper fortunes have different written text on it 52 i think is the latest update from fuzzle who's a, a moderator over on the destiny subreddit awesome person Shout out Fuzzle. And these different like one-line sentences have hints what we think towards Destiny 2. It's just meant to be kind of fun. But uh, let's highlight some of our favorites, and we'll link the full list of all 52 if you want to read through them on our website, destinytheshow.com. What are some of your favorites, Diddy? <laughs> My favorite, tying off of last week's uh, podcast, th- is number 35 on this list here. You will destroy to rebuild. Kind of mm-hmm. goes along my, the crazy theory of wars coming to the last city. We're going to have to destroy the tower or the tower is going to be destroyed in order to rebuild our civilization on a safe haven somewhere else. Following up there, nothing sleeps forever. Not mm-hmm. even the traveler. 
So Traveler's maybe going to wake up. The speaker will dream of beautiful and terrible things. I mean, <laughs> that's weird. The speaker's going to basically fitness? be our uh, our prophecy, our, uh, our prophet. prophet. That's what I'm trying to say. He's going to bring tidings of darkness, and we're going to have to prepare ourselves for war. <laughs> Victory awaits you in the new year. When all is lost, you will still be a guardian, and you <laughs> will still be enough. That one's awesome. That one's yeah. super duper awesome. Some of these are written actually really, you know, mysteriously and actually very interesting. So You will travel to new places and make new friends. The nine. I told you. We're gonna become I, best buddies with the with the nine. They're like You're hey. gonna hang out with them and give them coins all they want. <laughs> I mean we we've already given them millions and billions of coins. So they, they gotta love us. Them. Because they sell us things for coins. You will not be alone in the dark. You will light the way. Others will follow you. You will gain favor in the eyes of the vanguard. There's one where Zavala is like, I'm going to... Oh, you will fail to impress Eris, but then so will everyone else. <laughs> Zavala... When you're talking about Zavala, yeah. yeah. Zavala will lean on you for assistance and be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Nice. You are not alone. The tower stands with you. The city stands behind you cautiously. Um, you stood by the city in its hour of greatest need, and you will do so again. When was the hour of the city's greatest need? I was talking <laughs> with you in the pre-show about this. I'm like, is it really Siva? Was the the city really under threat from Siva? Because that wasn't conveyed very well in the game. I didn't see any impending doom creeping towards the tower. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've said this before, way before Rise of Iron even came out. You know, we don't feel attached to the last city on Earth. You know, no, we don't feel like it's been under any type of threat ever. You know, Mm-mm. we actually have to we have to fly our ships to the Cosmodrome to fight enemies. Like that seems a little out of our way. You know, they could just come to us once and for all. Please, let's uh, let's fight them off. Yeah, I think the. The whole takeaway from this, though, is as soon as Christmas was over, we're starting to get foreshadowing and little hints, and that's only going to pick up. The momentum's going to get bigger and bigger as this ball rolls down the hill, and we learn more about what's coming in Destiny 2. I myself certainly am hoping that these new hires towards the narrative team will make this game what they intended it to be, like really deliver on some of those initial emotions that they were trying to talk about or portray with those 2013 E3 trailers. I think they'll Mm -hmm. do it. I could be wrong. But it's been a pretty fun adventure so far, and I'm excited for 2017. What was your favorite Destiny thing you did in 2016, Diddy? 2016? Oh, my god! It's Wrath, probably. I, yeah, it's probably going to be Wrath. You know, again, being what, like I did with the Taken King and uh, King's Fall, being some of the first fire teams down there to fight Wrath of the Machine, or Axis, I should say. <laughs> it was definitely very fun learning all those fights for ourselves you know like oh man we actually have to there's a shield we have to throw the things at it just learning mechanics of a brand new raid is something i wish i could do more of but unfortunately we only get one raid a year basically and that uh, hopefully will change for destiny 2 because you and i have said it raids are the best thing in destiny hands down because they're just so dang fun we just don't have enough of them to uh to really make it that enjoyable for too long. There really is probably nothing like getting to go through the raids for the first time. No help. Nobody's even been through it yet on that day one, Diddy. It's just got to be super cool because it's a puzzle. <laughs> it, the puzzle element disappears when it's already been just a couple days later because everybody's starting to figure it out. They're like, okay, you throw this thing. They later. teach you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that first time through is just got to be pretty special. 
Trials. Uh, my favorite moment this last year, I did a No Land Beyond Trials run, and it was really, <laughs> really fun, and we went to the lighthouse, and it was not expected. So, Aura That's and awesome. Sassy, shout-outs, man. That was one of my favorite, favorite things this year. So, All right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. You can also find our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Remember to check out our friends over at destinytracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. Shoutouts to our awesome Discord DTS family. You guys made 2016 a pretty sweet year, and 2017 is going to be even bigger for our group. Over a thousand members strong. If you want to hang out with us, oh, yeah. discord.me slash destiny the show. Happy New Year, everybody, and hopefully we'll be visiting next time after a weekly update. Time will tell. See you next time.